0: And Grill in Sun Prairie. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network.
1: Happy Thursday, everybody. It is Kenny and Heilprin. Zach, uh, Camp Randall maybe was not the place to be last Saturday. Uh, it depends on which team you're rooting for. Wisconsin Falls to Washington State, they are now one and one on the season. Like we sat back, we expected a three and0 record coming out of non-conference uh, play. Then you go to Columbus. We thought, you know maybe a three and one record, you go to the rest of the season. you're in good position. Now where we stand, they're staring two and two in the face. Let's be honest, this weekend, 37point spread. Uh, maybe I'm wrong to assume a comfortable win and we'll get to that. Oof. but they're staring two and two in the face. When they visit the Buckeyes, I guess when we sit here today, it's an unexpected loss. It's a deflating loss from Saturday. But where are we at with the rest of the season? Because it is all still in front of them. It's. The, I mean, what are the goals? What are, what are the goals for Wisconsin every year? Well, it depends who you ask. If you ask a certain people of uh, the fandom, it is win the national title. Right. Uh, others say they must be making the playoff. Yeah. I think when you actually go inside the room, it's winning the West. It's winning the West and putting yourself in contention to win the Big Ten
0: title. And nothing that's happened to this point has changed that. Now, it's possible, it's possible that maybe it's uh, taken some people's hopes of it actually happening and uh, put them down because of what happened last week. But I don't think that there's anything that happened last week that that can't be fixed. And I don't think the West is very good still. Um, even And if you, can, if you can throw Wisconsin in there, you certainly can. I think Wisconsin can be a good team. But I think Minnesota is the only probably worthwhile like team that's going to uh, challenge for the title.
1: I mean, you could, I mean, maybe Iowa gets better at some point. Well, Minnesota's the only team so far that has checked every box. Where they've gone into every game, you wanted to see Tanner Morgan play better with Kirk Charaka back. You wanted to see the defense perform. You wanted to see their running game and Mo Ibrahim return. And they are the only team that has checked every box. They've literally played nobody. I know,
0: but I mean, their their two wins are against this New Mexico State team that's coming up here on Saturday. That's coming into Madison. They beat them. What was it, thirty eight to nothing? And the uh, you you love to. Uh, tell me what the stats were for that game i believe right they won 38 to nothing and then they smoked western illinois as well last week so like those are those two wins they haven't beaten anybody they get uh who they get this week um is it colorado colorado, colorado. Who, i mean who may be
1: the worst pack 12 team i would say the worst power five team maybe easily uh, they are they are at a level of of intense ineptitude at this point especially offensively yeah. But when I look at the rest of the season, yes, the West around them. She just took my food. Oh. That was supposed to be my food. That was the pause? That was the pause. Sorry. Uh, I uh, wanted to be, like, waving my hands. Like, hey, over here. (laughs) Food comes first. Uh, Well, beer comes first. The food. Yes. Beer was
0: the the first thing that came, and and then the food has to follow.
1: Uh, The food does come second. I I mean, I'm looking around the West, though. And I think there are a bunch of teams where you look forward and you still – uh, Wisconsin's loss probably lowers your expectation when they play those teams. Like, I think Iowa, they have the most inept offense I've ever seen play. Statistically as well. Yet, when you're going to Kinnick Stadium, that's a tough place to play. Right. You look at Purdue, and while they fell short against Penn State, their passing attack has been impressive, as we expected. You know what? The thing about Purdue is, two weeks
0: ago, I sat uh, at home after a night here at Monks and uh, tweeted out something that their their hopes for the Big Ten West had been extinguished. And they haven't now. Like I, I feel that there, there's a much better chance for them. Obviously, they lost to Penn State, but that's a team with your boy Charlie Jones, a guy that you you hung out with a bunch uh, when he was here in Madison.
1: Was, Power. That, was it here in Madison? It was not. Uh, he is the Power Five leader in receiving yards. So where did you hang out with him then? That's, that's not important. We're talking about <laughs> but that's the the reason, football game. But no, but that's the reason
0: you. That's the reason you liked him so much. It wasn't really much had much to do with. With what they because well, no, he hadn't really shown anything. He was the Big Ten return of the year, right? Like that was what he he was a returner coming in. Now he's shown much to your credit to for how good he is as a receiver. But Purdue always seems to have that guy, right? Like it just have a seem they seem to have a guy that just and then
1: doesn't really go on and do anything in the NFL. I don't want to go that far. If he makes the NFL, that is surprising enough. But yeah, I mean, but Purdue not extinguished. I was wrong. I was wrong to say that. Yes, Purdue as a whole is a threat. I mean. I, I go through the West to say Wisconsin has to get better. Wisconsin has to round into form. You could say that about Iowa. You could say that about Purdue. You could say that for pretty much every team across the division that is thought of as a contender. Nebraska's different. Nebraska fired Scott Frost, and I don't see that turning around immediately. Like, their defense isn't good enough. They Georgia Southern put up a 45 spot on him. So But when you, we talk about Minnesota, Iowa, Purdue, I'm not going to put Northwestern in that category, but they all have pieces there where they do certain things really well, and they all, at Minnesota we don't know yet, but they all have deficiencies, and they all have room to round into form as Big Ten play comes. I guess looking back to the Washington State game, it's a bad loss. When I go back to the trajectory of the program, if you want to go there, it's not, it's not something that instills confidence if they continue to lose as a big favorite. We're doing big picture stuff, big, big picture stuff. Well, it all not ties just, in. Not just season, but program. Well, I separate the program stuff from the season stuff. Okay. Where right. program-wide, that is a horrible loss, for lack of a better term. Season, though, I come away from the game and look forward, and my long-term view on the team isn't drastically different. I still think it's going to be a dogfight to the end. They're going to get Minnesota at home, and I think it comes down to that game. What's the record that wins the West? In uh, conference or yeah. overall?
0: In the West. No, yeah, in conference. Who cares about overall? Six and three wins. Okay. I think I don't think
1: anyone's seven and two.
0: I don't. I'm I'm wondering where those Minnesota losses are coming from. Right, they have to they have to play Penn State, State. they have to play Michigan State, they don't play Michigan, they don't play Ohio State.
1: P.J. Fleck has Has had an Illinois problem throughout his uh, short career there. Brett Bilma has continued to own Minnesota. Yes, they just they lay weird duds in Big Ten play. I Mm -hmm. believe they lost to Purdue last year. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. So, I, I don't know. It's the West, though, right? It's not like one of these teams has elevated themselves. It is a wide-open race, if you will. And, yes, Wisconsin is facing uh, their disadvantage because they have to play Ohio State. They have to play at Michigan State. But they still get that big game at home at the end of the year. I've, I've never wavered from that. I think that decides the division, even with what we saw.
0: Yeah, again, I feel very good with eight. And four, what I picked, 8-4. Eight, eight and four. Now I'm I'm probably maybe even should have gone 7-5. and five. Um, for Wisconsin at this point, I don't. I think they're a good team. I think they have a chance to, to to be their defense to be really good. But there's there's just something off with them at this point. There's I'm not going to call it dissension, but just the way that they came out and talked on to on Monday, throwing some of their their locker room stuff out into the public is just something. We kind of talked about this on Tuesday. It's just something you don't normally see with Wisconsin, and so it, it feels. I don't, I don't know how to take that. You know what I mean? Like, when people are saying guys gave up on Saturday when they went down
1: three points, there's a problem there. I don't know how you turn that around right away. Well, an optimist would look at that. and say, I'm not saying I am one, but an optimist would look at that and say, now they have something to point back towards and say we can't let that happen again.
0: Donald Benton said on Monday, he said, they were looking at me like I was crazy when I was trying to get pumped up. Down to the offensive line, and they we're kind of the same way like there's something wrong there. like there, that's that shouldn't happen that shouldn't happen I don't I don't know where you you post the blame for that to me it's kind of on the players like the coaches can only do so much um I yeah I I don't think I, I don't think that's a good sign but if they go out and play well this Saturday and then you know have a good
1: showing at Ohio State then it is what it is but like that feels off and having to play Ohio State directly after this game, I don't think is a good thing in this grand scheme of things. Where if you're already slightly down and you lose that game to Washington State, like going in three and zero and losing to Ohio State's one thing. Going in two and one and having that possibly getting you to two and two with Michigan State a couple games later, I don't think that's a good thing necessarily. The question I would ask is, I, I guess, is the viewpoint different if Clay Cundiff, say doesn't fumble and Wisconsin scores? I would say no. But I
0: always thought it was going to be a close game. Than, uh, I mean, They hit the two field goals. Clay kind of doesn't fumble there. It's probably a uh, 10, 13-point game, right? Like, that's, that's probably what it ends up being. That's kind of where I thought it was going to be, so it really wouldn't have affected it. The only thing that I'm really affected by is the lack of the ability to run the ball at this point. Like, that's, that's kind of where my biggest, and, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, like, that is kind of where my biggest concern is you would have thought that they would be better running the ball, and they're not right now. Um, Graham Mertz has shown that he can make some throws. The wide receivers have shown up. We saw Clay Cundiff outside of the one, obviously, uh, significant mistake with the fumble. There are things on offense to be uh, happy about. The run game, the, inconsistent,
1: the inconsistency there the first two weeks, is not ideal. So when I say what has to change – for them to get back to consistent football, that's the first thing you yeah, point oh, to.
0: It's too? all with Wisconsin football. It's always that. It's always the run game. It's always about being able to move guys around and push and impose their will on it. If they're not able to do that, then it's very difficult to be a good offense at Wisconsin because that's gonna that is your bread and butter. The only, as I said on Tuesday, the only time that they haven't been a run heavy team under Paul Chris was 2015, and it's because they couldn't run the ball. I don't think they'll ever be a run heavy team this year because of Braylon Allen because of Ches Malusi and in kind of what they are as an offense overall but they need to be they need to be a little bit more dominant in the run game and they they were for they have been at stretches like they were over fi- Braylon was over 5 yards carry up times
1: on Saturday but it started so slow yes
0: you can you can't look at those numbers and be like oh yeah that's that's good that's good run game it's not
1: well as soon as you start that slow also you automatically let an inferior team into the game where if you're able to start fast and get up, and maybe they could mount some really impressive comeback, but if you have a big underdog in your house and you get up big early, or at least get up in general, that does wonders for you later in the game. If you start as slow as they did, and instead they were playing catch-up, where Washington State scores, Mertz drives down, uh, the rest of that game obviously plays out, but you got to start faster for me. Uh, I'll be honest, and again—
0: was responsible for a really, really long time, so I probably shouldn't be surprised. But I kind of felt that like they would have come out throwing early a little bit, a little bit. Well, the that kind of the, the way that things happened to start that game, I thought that they may try and, and again, maybe that was the idea of the week before they didn't establish themselves in the run game, and so they
1: wanted to do it this past Saturday. It didn't work well. That kind of goes with one of the things the offensive line is number one, the running game with that is number one. What needs to change for them to succeed down the stretch of the season and win the West? I I think Bobby Ingram and the offense, they have to create more space. I mean, early in, they were bogged down in their own side a lot, and the stuff they were doing wasn't working. And then as soon as we saw maybe them try some in the quick passing game. I don't want to go specific play call, just general space. I think it's undeniable that they didn't find enough space except when they had to throw, and Washington State somehow dropped back in zone and Mertz shredded it. But when you're talking early downs, they just haven't created space, whether it's space for the running backs, running the football, whether it's space on wide receivers on the outside, just the general spacing of the offense, it feels like they're grinding for very little yards, if that makes sense. It's felt like that
0: for the last two years. Takes true. Take away like one game. Ah, I shouldn't say it. There's, there's been a bunch of games where they've had some success offensively, but it, it feels like it's been a grind for quite some time um, under this offense. And when you're going from, the glory of Jack Cohn and uh, Quintes Cephas and job and, <laughs> and Bale to have you know, some, some struggles. I guess that's kind of what you're going to you're gonna feel like. But, gosh, they have, they have some athletes on the outside. They have some athletes in the backfield. They just haven't been able to move people around, and, and that has been, I think, to an extent, a problem. When you're not able to move guys up front, it, it hinders your ability to do a whole bunch of other things.
1: So we're on the offense now. We're going to get to the defense in a bit. And we'll get to the defensive injury report, if you will, the news on that front. Riley Mallman, though, first and foremost, do you think he plays on Saturday? No. Do you think he plays against Ohio State?
0: I don't know that question. I don't know that answer. Um, I got the feeling that, I mean, he was—he did some stuff. Paul Chris, in Paul Chris' language, he did some stuff. Um,
1: <laughs> I, too, did stuff. But Alexander
0: week. Smith did some stuff last week. And then uh, not only was he not didn't play in that game but he was ruled out Monday this week so I don't know uh, they obviously need him I, I think more so in the past in the in the past perfection than than run game I think Logan Brown has some ability there I know Bob that with the offensive line coach but no I don't think he plays this week I don't know if he plays next week but they desperately need it and Alexander
1: Smith is one of their top corners Malman's the number one for me in terms of they need him back
0: uh, Alexander Smith is their number one corner
1: Above Shaw? Yes.
0: Uh, yeah. According
1: to Jim Leonard, he, that's what he is. Now,
0: mm-hmm. whether you believe that or not, I don't know. But, like, that, that's what Jim Leonard told us in the spring, and it's
1: kind of what we saw in the spring. Good news time. You ready? Yes. When New Mexico State played Minnesota in the second week of the year and lost 38 to nothing, they, as a team, were outgained 485 to 91. Minnesota ran for 297 yards. Uh, 5.2 yards per attempt. They held the ball for 45 minutes. Like, There's a big thing in college football where crazy stuff happens week one. Let's say one team goes up and gets a big win. Just in general. The crazy, the the variability in week one in college football is always insane because there's no preseason. A lot of weird stuff happens. Week two is always a big letdown spot, I feel like. And we saw it last Saturday. A lot of big-time teams fell at home to inferior teams as big favorites. So, I, I mean, I don't think Wisconsin is uh, to the level of losing out of conference games. I guess I say this all to say, week two and the result doesn't necessarily mean everything for me. Moving forward, they get the best... Wisconsin better hope not. I would hope not as well. They get the best bounce back spot possible against a New Mexico State team that has been run all over, for lack of a better term. I
0: mean, New Mexico State put up Iowa-esque numbers there in that offense, on offense against Minnesota.
1: I, that's a that's disrespectful to New Mexico State, <laughs> honestly, with where we're sitting here. Uh, they didn't score any points, but I I, I yeah. can't get enough. Your new obsession. They are on pace to break the the NCAA record since 2000 in every offensive ca- category for the worst offense this century. And it's, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to follow. It's it's good that it's a family
0: business because I can enjoy record breaking together.
1: <laughs> uh, what was the cameo, Brian? Your dad still supports you, the family loves you. But the best piece of advice I can give you is get out of the family business. Oh, good stuff. Whoever paid Bob Stoops ten dollars to do that, amazing. cheers. Any snaps for that? Amazing. All right, that is Zach Highopren. I'm Ben Kenny. We are live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. I got some news today. There are game day specials that we have neglected to mention up to this point. Packer and Badger game day, Boom. Saturday and Sunday, while the game is going on. Jello shots for touchdowns. Five beer uh five for fifteen dollar buckets as well. Did you i will
0: I'll get, I'll let you get to that, but did you hear about the Iowa bar that did that for the opener? Every every <laughs> touchdown. Every every Iowa touchdown for the opener. They had a lot of jello shots to, to take down themselves after the game. That's a layup. There were no there were no Iowa touchdowns in week one.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: just one in week two. Oh my God. As bad as you think it is for Wisconsin's offense, and as bad as you know, things have been
1: Relatively, at least you're not Iowa. Sixteen. At least you're not Iowa. Iowa. Sixteen punts on the season. Their offense has scored ten points, Ugh. and they blocked two punts against I- uh, Iowa State. They started in the plus twenty like four times. I like, like I don't even know how Iowa's defense still shares a locker room with their offense, or shows, or goes out there on defense. Like, Ge- nope. Genuinely, nope. I'm done. This is this, this sucks. Yeah. All right, we'll get to that more. We'll do our picks coming up a little bit later on. But we are live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. We will be live here until 6 o'clock. Happy hour going on until 7. Catch Thursday night football here a little later on. Badger game day, Packer game day, all of that good stuff. This is the place to be. When we return, we will talk about the defense, how much does Saturday's loss mean, looking ahead, all of that good stuff. Back in a few, it's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Hyoprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. 319. All right, we're back. It is Kenny and Hyoprin live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Ben Kenny, Zach Hyoprin. Here with you, Wisconsin, New Mexico State. Coming up on Saturday, a lot of talk about the offense, and understandably so. They gained a lot of yards last Saturday, a lot of penalties, then the turnover's late. And that's part of the reason you end up losing that football game. But when we turn to the defense, I mean, last year the bar was set impossibly high. It was a bar that was not going to be reached unless you come out as the best defense to ever grace college football. But when you lose eight starters, that makes sense. Through the first two games, obviously they, they lay a goose egg against Illinois State, but still they move the ball a bit. Then they come out, and Washington State does as well. They capitalize on some Wisconsin mistakes. So it wasn't bad, but they're not that next level of dominance. I guess when you when we look forward, can this defense find another gear of dominance when they enter Big Ten West play?
0: What are you trying to say, man? I,
1: I'm not are you, wrong. Ask, are you asking a question? I'm saying early returns are this you, defense is not as good as last year's. So you want to sit here and say that I'm wrong? Then
0: No, not yet. All There's right. still time. So I, but put the, I put the take out there. I put the take out there early, and I've, I think I've said it a numerous, uh, numerous times on a number of different podcasts and, and airwaves that I thought the defense had a chance, a chance to approach and perhaps reach the level of what last year's defense did. To this point, I have been flat out wrong. They have not been dominant. A dominant defense gets off the flo- gets off the field at the end of last week's game. So they've given up a 10-play drive. I think it was a 10-play drive with, you know, with like four minutes left. They couldn't get the ball back. That last year's defense probably does it. Their adversity defense has not been very good. When when things have gone wrong, they haven't been able to bounce back. We saw that last week against Washington State. But they've also shown signs of, of being a very, very good defense. Just it, There have been little things here and there that, that have not allowed them to be awesome and can they be awesome i don't know how you would define awesome but yes they can be in my mind
1: so here's what's hard for me when i look back at saturday is what they were asked to do what jim leonard asked them to do what the opponent required them to do is different than what they'll do down the stretch of the big 10 season they played most of that game with one or two down linemen, they were in small packages with a lot of corners out on the field, yep. and they were without two of their top corners. I don't mean to go into the excuse mode, but objectively, the alignments we saw and what they had to do to stop Washington State is not necessarily what they will have to do moving forward, and it might not be a strength of theirs, where I would their strength's in the front seven, their strength is with Keanu Benton, but when the ball's out quick to the perimeter every play, it's really a tackling contest where can your corners get up and make a play, and sometimes they did, sometimes they didn't. Uh, they only gave up 17 points. Some of them were short fields. I guess when I look forward in the Big Ten season, I think playing run-heavy teams or playing play-action teams that won't spread you out like crazy will help this defense a lot in terms of the eye test and the numbers because that's what their strength is. It is, but like, I also think their
0: strength can be in the secondary. I know they've lost some safeties, right? But they have a bunch of corners. Just They didn't have, they don't have their best corners out there at this point. They haven't. I also think the secondary has been an issue. The tackling, like, you can point out a couple plays here and there, right? The the, uh, the tight end, who I think that was Washington State's, the first tight end that caught a ball in, like, 10 years. Did you hear? Did you see that stat? No. Wow. Yeah, it was insane. Well, was, Mike Leach doesn't have it. He didn't have tight ends. Tight end. Yeah, yeah. So despises. It, it was, like, his first catch. And, and that was a play that Jim Leonard uh, re- regretted. He's like w- communication-wise. I didn't set them up for success, but that that play sticks out. Preston Zachman was was right there, and then the other play, obviously, the inability for Ke- uh, Kamoi Latu to tackle Kim- Nikia Watson. Those two plays stand out, as did like the the first play from scrimmage where they didn't make the tackle right away. Like tackling has been a little bit of, like, a little bit of an issue, yeah. I'd say
1: at this point. Well, with Kamoi Latu at this point, what we have learned from his limited time on the field is the boom plays are really top of the line boom. He is a heat seeking missile, as I've heard him explained, where he can be in the backfield quickly, he can close on the ball really fast, he hits hard. Yeah. But then the bus plays, as we saw, can also be quite backbreaking. And they're gonna need
0: they're gonna need him to play at a high level because he's gonna play a ton of football. Him, man Preston, Zachman are gonna play a ton with with Hunter Wolder out. I don't think we're gonna see Hunter Wolder for quite some time. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be those two guys. And they're already down, Travion Blaylock and another heat seeking missile that So it's a tough situation at safety. Now, luckily, they did go out and add guys, and they have some—they have some younger guys that I think are going to be really big-time players. Austin Brown is is another guy that I think we may see eventually. But you know, just in general, uh, things have not necessarily gone exactly as I thought we would to this point. Yeah, and again, and I'm okay—I'm okay to say that. I'm not backing off my take.
1: Don't—don't
0: think I'm going to do that.
1: Definitely do not. Go into Zach's mentions and mention the fact that the defense has not been what he said it would be. Don't do that. No,
0: I've I've already stepped oh, off please my do that.
1: I've already stepped off my
0: Deacon Hill take. I've already stepped off my Deacon Hill take. I can't step off my defensive take. It's too early in the season. It's only this is only they haven't even played three games yet. I just I just can't do it. So I'm not gonna do it. Um, but this is just a situation where I think has not come to fruition yet. Yep. It will, but it, it just hasn't yet. Where I stand today, still think they can be good. So what's, I, what's, what, what's,
1: what's holding them back from it? Right now, it's got to be do you think it's the inside linebacker play?: In a way, yes, and, and I think it will be more so when we see them asked to do more against heavy running teams or a play action team like Minnesota. Like Tanner Morgan loves uh, RPO stuff to attack the middle of the field, plays like that, where I, I, I'm not going to say it's holding them back because they have played pretty well so far. But I don't think they can reach last year's level. Just I and the explosion from that position was so insane last year. But just in general, until I see an outside linebacker emerge across from Nick Herbig, and the inside linebackers really start to start to play downhill and effective, I'm not going to say that they are atop of the Big Ten West defense. I guess
0: my biggest concern from that group, playmaking, obviously, communication. There, there were, you know. Jack Sanborn had played so much that it just didn't matter. Like he held he held that whole defense together. Leo Chanel was the playmaker. He was the guy that was he was a tornado. He was the hurricane. He was gonna just mess mess stuff up, right? And Jack Sanborn would cover for him. Right now, they don't necessarily have that. And we kind of saw that on that 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 four-play drive that they had right after the J Shaw, or excuse me, right after the fourth and three. They went down in four plays. Jake Chaney was out there, and he was, like, looking around, head all over the place. Like, I don't think he really knew exactly where things were supposed to go. There was, there was some communication issues in that. Um, and he played four snaps, and he did not see the field again. So, we, we talked about at the beginning of the year there was going to be some, some kind of a, a big situation there. there. There hasn't been. It's been Jordan Tur- – or at least this past game, it was Jordan Turner and meta. Yep. And the one time Jake Chaney got on the field, he struggled. So – i be, be, I should be surprised if it's not Muma and Jordan Turner the rest of the way. As they get more experience, they're playmakers. They can run. They're fast. They can do it. It's not going to be. We knew that it wasn't going to be at that level of Leo Chanel and Jack Sanborn, but they, they got it in them. It's just going to, it's not going to be the same. Yeah, there, there is room the exact to grow
1: same. as the season goes along. It's also when you replace eight starters, it makes sense. There's a little bit of time at least uh, for them all to gel, if you will. One piece of not great news going forward is there are some pretty lethal passing attacks left on the schedule. Ohio State is obviously one of them. Michigan State loves to air the ball out and take shots one-on-one down the field. So that's something where the corners are going to be tested. Like Jalen Burgers looked pretty good there in Michigan State. So you're going to have to worry about him at least a little bit there. And they love to try to push the ball down the field. And then Purdue, I mean, they they pass. They don't run.
0: Yeah, until Aiden O'Connell... Shows anything against Wisconsin? I mean, Jim Leonard, Jim Leonard is in his head. Like it's just, it, it, he's in his head. He he was trash. Like he was great against everybody else last year. He was trash against Wisconsin. He got pulled, not pulled, but they used a different quarterback because they thought like, oh, we'll, we'll throw we'll throw uh, this other guy in here. Was it Plumber?
1: Yeah, we'll who throw can him run? Or,
0: who can run? He was he was not any good either. Um, they own David Bell. I'm sure they'll own your boy. Um, What's his name again? Charlie Jones. Oh, Charlie Jones. That was unnecessary. I'm sure they'll do the same thing to him. Like, that's that's just what Jim Leonard does to that Purdue offense. But for the most part, 2018 notwithstanding.
1: So, if I told you on Saturday, and I know the answer is yes, uh, if I told you one word to describe Wisconsin's performance when they were in scoring territory, when they uh, executed a quality drive that is past the opponent's 40-yard line, (laughs) 2.8 points per those drives, I believe, if my stats are correct. Here's some context.
0: Not your stats, but go
1: ahead. If the stats I have in front of me are correct, (laughs) Zach, here's some context. New Mexico State, they are good at moving the football at least a little bit, or they have been so far against the teams they have faced. Wisconsin, as I said, averaged 2.8 points per those possessions when they're on the opponent's side of the field or get an explosive play. Do you know how many points New Mexico State average in those settings? I don't. 0.72. So it's, it's one good. of those deals where, just like it's a it's a get-right game for the offense, I would think this is a game where you see the defense come out and play really well, or they better. Are you saying that I will not have those Teva mentions after the game? I don't think you will. Okay. And, it, and if you do, then there's something wrong.
0: There's only been a few people that have come at me so far but but i think with your 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 egging on they, they may they may come a little bit harder do it after ohio state <laughs> don't <laughs> s- do it but that's the thing like last year's defense just gave up a whole bunch of points against michigan gave up a whole bunch of points against notre dame it, it, you give those points up. up but like those scores didn't look great they, they did not sat- against ohio state the scores probably look similar to those games
1: and it's still going to be – it's not going to necessarily be uh, on the defense. We will see. I will let you spin that when we oh, get there. It will be spun. You better be ready. All right. That is Zach Heilprin. I am Ben Kenny. We are live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Happy hour going on right now. $4 spotted cows. You got $5 Long Islands, $2 off all appetizers uh, and more. It's the place to bring the family. You want to watch football? It's the place to be. They got game day specials for Packer and Badger game day going all weekend. So this – is the place to be to watch all of that to experience it uh the food is also terrific we're gonna step away we're gonna take a quick break when we come back more on the new mexico state game what are we watching for what do we need to see from the team and week three picks coming up as well that is next it's kenny and hioprin kenny and Hioprint on the wisconsin sports zone network All right, we're back. Kenny and Heilford live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Come on by. We're hanging out here till 6, maybe a little bit after. I have some Thursday night football to attend to.
0: Thursday night football to attend to, but I'm going to do it here at Monk's and enjoy myself, have, have a few more drinks. So you can find Zach at the bar. Yes,
1: you'll find me at the bar. As has become a Thursday tradition. Uh, you can even ask him, which I'm about to ask him right now.
0: I want to talk Wisconsin football. Anybody that wants to talk Wisconsin football can show up. I know. Yeah, anytime.
1: So when they take the field on Saturday, Zach, it is a 37-point spread. We will pick it coming up next. I want to ask what you need to see, but it's like they need to dominate. Yes. They need to fix the silly stuff and and the, the sloppy stuff that plagued them last week. They need to play a clean game. Yep penalty free all that stuff but I, a little further what else do you need to see from the team it, it's hilarious like you, you talk about the penalties and
0: paul chris goes yes that was very bad <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very good uh, thanks paul appreciate it get anything else on that no all right sweet um the, the penalties were tough but he like for for the most part wisconsin has not ha- had penalty issues right like they, they but they've got 16 through the first two games um that is the, the eleven this past week was the most non overtime game since two thousand eight. So yeah, be clean, and move some bodies on the offensive line. I know we talked about it earlier, but that's that's what it is. They haven't really moved guys off the ball these first two games for the most part. For the most part, there have been there have been times, but can they move guys? They should be able to, but can they move them? And can Braylon Allen get loose? Can he can he have a big game? Because he's got a ninety six yard run, and you wouldn't really point to a whole bunch of other stuff. Do you think it's fair to say
1: on Saturday? And he's been
0: a disappointment? Yes, I will say. Oh, sorry, no, I'm kidding. No,
1: specifically, I'm not going (laughs) to say that. No, it kind of seems watching. It's not fair. There
0: there wasn't anything there.
1: Right. It kind of seemed watching. He might have been patient to a fault. And part of that is the offensive line was struggling to really create a lot up front, where if he is plunging forward, he will not be taken down behind the line. But given how big of a body he is, it, it felt like the dancing was... A Little much and listen, I he still had a solid game. He had some big runs that were negated due to penalty. This is like a, a very small thing in the big picture of the team, but the, it did feel like there was a little bit of uh, passiveness early in the runs. And he was
0: he was asked about that because week one he thought he was not patient enough, and so week huh. two he was patient, and was he too patient?
1: It's it's a delicate balance. It's right? also not that impo- – it's not why the game ended like it did, so I don't think it's – But he's he's not a – like, he
0: needs to be a hit and like, – I, I, I don't want to compare him to John Clay, but, like, he's that type of body, right? Like, he's a big body. And when you – it's it, you can't dance
1: in the backfield when you're that big a body. When Derrick Henry dances, he gets taken down early. Once he, he gets going, he never gets taken down. It's
0: one move and go. It's, yep.
1: it's plant and go. It's plant your foot and go.
0: And that's what I think he kind of – Needs to be and, and who he can be, I think that's when he's at his best. And um, th- r- literally, there was not a ton there. But when Jesmusi had success, it was because he was one plant and go yep. up the
1: field, like explosive. Like that's that's who he was last week, or even just three and to again, four yard gain success when there's nothing there. Yes, where there wasn't the negatives, except for a couple of plays where he just got blown up when he yeah, like
0: it. like on the on the fourth and, or the third and three or the third yep. and two where the, the they were trying to pull and. Washington the State was fell.
1: fast, man. It's a, it's a good, it's a solid front. It's a better front than I thought it would be. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for um, sure. There is something I need to see on Saturday that we have not mentioned yet today, and I don't know if we will. I, I hope, I hope we see it because I don't know how I turn around on this part of the team until I do. Can they make field goals? Like. I'm not even asking for something heroic. I'm not asking for like past 45 yards and towards 50. But if they drive and they stall and it's fourth and eight from the from the 28-yard line, it's a mid-30 field goal. Can we kick those through the middle?
0: Here's what I can promise. I can't promise that Vito Calvaruso is going to make a field goal on Saturday. I can't promise that. What I can promise is I will not be
1: tweeting out his pregame field goals. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been. I have mushed a lot of things. I have jinxed a lot in my life. That could have been the biggest jinx in the history of Wisconsin football.
0: Yeah. So, like, the week one, I just tweeted
1: out what he hit. But the video,
0: yeah, I th- I feel like that was that was a tough scene for me. Uh, so I can guarantee you I will not be tweeting out. Your, t- your tweet
1: also said not g- – because you were far away, obviously. You not, said, not so good video. Not great video of Vito Calvaruso hitting from 55 in warm-ups. And With ease. It turned out to be not great in a different way. Yes. So can they make
0: field goals? Yes. The thing about Vito is like I don't even like w- when I watch when I watch him kick. It's a different guy in warmups than it is in people that are comfortable in their mechanics can just fall back on their mechanics and they'll be fine. It feels like he's, he's not, not comfortable cool. with his mechanics. And he kind of talked about it this week, so that'll be interesting to see again. But yeah, inside forty, Nate Van Zels is a better. I I think. Do we see him on Saturday? Based on what we saw, I think it's a possibility. But like once you go there. You can't really go back. But I don't think Paul ca- I don't think Paul Chris cares. I'm fine with that. I don't think he cares like about a, a kicker's mental state. <laughs> right. Like he's be like, I don't really care. If, th- if this guy's gonna make a thirty eight yard field goal, we're gonna have to worry about it. We're not gonna have to worry about him hitting in front of the ball before he hits before he hits it. Then Nate Van is a better option. I think Nate Van is probably the better option inside it. They look Colin Lars should still be here.
1: Yep. I agree. I, Colin Larsh were, was one of the more unsung heroes of last year's team, not, given the consistency. I won't go that far. but I'll um, say
0: it. Yeah, okay, that's fine.
1: He should still be here. They gave Vito Calvaruso a scholarship
0: over Colin Larsh. Colin Larsh is like, oh, really? See you later. It's not like he's doing anything right now. It's like he's kicking the pros or anything like yep. that. So he should still be here. Uh, he's not. And, uh, you know, I think that's kind of what leads to what we saw on Saturday. I think do they kick the 52 yarder with Colin Larsh? no no but like if he's your kicker you're gonna hit some you're gonna hit some more fields than what you're gonna hit with Vito at this point
1: which i think given what we've seen so far is necessary we the little things have to turn around because some of the bigger things are done fine they just have to hit on the little ones and some of that is special teams and actually converting on scoring opportunities so that's something I'm watching on Saturday. Oh, special teams for sure. Uh, luckily, I don't think it'll be the difference in a win or a loss, whether those field goals go in or it better not be. So when we're here. Okay, that I will do. Can, uh, can we guarantee that if, if if New Mexico State is even in the game? I will tell you when we do the picks what I will agree to. Okay. Given the spread All and right. what I will uh, uh, agree to come next week. Okay, uh, We are going to make picks next for week three of the college football season. I'll tell you how close the game has to be for me to really be concerned about this team moving forward. That and more. It's Kenny and Heilprin live from Monk's Bar and Grill in Sun Prairie. Come on down. Happy hour specials going on. Packer, Badger game day specials as well. So this is the place to be this weekend. They have locations across the state here in Sun Prairie, in the Dells, in Middleton, in Eau Claire. So find a Monk's near you. Go there. That is the place to watch Badger and Packer football come this weekend. Final segment coming up next. We're making picks. It is Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, we are back live from Monk's Bar and Grill. It is Kenny and Heilprin previewing the weekend Wisconsin against New Mexico State. Wisconsin 37 point favorites. We are picking that and more coming up on Saturday. It must be noted for the people to write down in their notepad while they also copy down the picks we are about to make. I am 6-8 and eight on the season. I was 2-3 and three last week, and Zach is 9-5. and five. Oh. After a 3-2 and two week, I've said I either want to be good enough for people to tail and make money or bad enough for people to fade and make money. Do so you, I, I need to go one of two directions here.
0: Do you remember us talking before the season like we were going to have a bet like, if whoever won the picks thing? Yeah. I, I feel like you're not going to be wanting to do that anymore. Oh, no. You're never going to catch up because it's going to pick the exact same <laughs> team as you picked the entire All time. Right. If no, you want to do it that way, you can. I'm kidding. Um, I'm kidding. Well, We, we need to we need to have a bet here at some point before this gets out of hand because I feel like I'm just going to run away at this thing. And I, at some point, you're just going to be like, I don't want to bet.
1: We're running short here. We will do that on Tuesday. All right. Sounds 100%. Good. Uh, first game coming up. Auburn. At home versus Penn State this weekend, Auburn getting three points. They are plus three with Penn, St- Penn State visiting town. For me, I like Penn State a lot. Yeah. If Nick Singleton breaks out and is dynamic at running back, they're a scary team. Sean Clifford, that the team will go as far as Sean Clifford takes them. We saw that in the Purdue game. But I'm taking Auburn plus three. It's just like when you go on the road to an SEC game and you're giving points, the weird stuff happens. I don't want to I don't want to pick Penn State. And I don't want to pick Auburn
0: here, but I'm going I'm
1: You're the one who who chose this game. I know, but
0: I didn't but like I don't feel comfortable picking this one. Like okay. it's just like there there's it can go be either way. Like I do not trust I don't trust Auburn's quarterback. I don't really trust Sean Clifford either, but I'm I'm going to you know, I'm going to take Auburn.
1: All right. So we are both on Auburn there. The next one Purdue plus one at Syracuse. Uh, let me tell you one thing syracuse is running back sean tucker if you've watched him at all he's going to be a draft darling come april okay uh syracuse has been impressive so far uh this season purdue visits there they're plus one i am going to take purdue here. i kind of <clears throat> i obviously didn't like them in week one but as time goes on and i see really what charlie jones has been able to do <laughs> i get more confident in them i will note purdue can't run the ball guess who's out for this game zach who's out for this they're game? only running back so, so it doesn't they might, really matter then. They might just never attempt to run, but I'm taking Purdue plus one. Uh, Syracuse 2-0 this, to this point. I'm going to take Syracuse. All right. He takes Syracuse minus one at home. There's the first difference there. Michigan State at Washington. This, this is, is a, a fun one. one. It's a tough one. Michigan State plus three and a half there. Uh, the, the Spartans are, uh, you expect them to maybe contend in the east if they could really figure out the secondary. They have some injuries there. Jalen Berger looks pretty good. Uh, their edge rushing has been uh, phenomenal so elite. far this season.
0: Would you call it elite?
1: I would call it elite all right. so far uh, when they bring in that specialist. I'm going to take Washington, though. It, it goes against all of my thoughts, but I like what Michael Penix has become at Washington. The Pac-12 is impressive. It's a tough place to play. So give me Washington minus three and a half to cover. If that name sounds familiar, Michael Penix Jr., former Indiana quarterback. Yes. Uh,
0: who is now out there. I'm going to take Washington as well.
1: All right. And the, the final one that is not the Wisconsin game. Boy, am I excited for this one. Oklahoma minus 11 at Nebraska. I have one sentence to describe how I feel. There's not one team in the country better than losing by one possession. That is the Nebraska Cornhuskers.
0: Do you think they're going to be jacked up with the with the new coach? Do you think that they're going to be feeling anything bring it at home this year? And they only lost by a, a single score last year, right?
1: Yep. Just like every other game they've played.
0: Not every game, but very close. Very, very close. Uh, you, you said you're taking Nebraska? Yep. I'm confused. You're so going to take Nebraska as well. Oh, I was
1: writing down Oklahoma. I thought you would be prideful enough <laughs> to go the other side. And then the big one, Wisconsin, or I, the one that's local, I guess. Wisconsin yeah. minus 37. <laughs> New Mexico State. Maybe you see Wisconsin take the anger out from what happened last week. 37, too many points but I'm taking Wisconsin minus 37. You know, is, the, this is such a big take the uh, out on the opponent's spot that we need it get right. Uh, so I'm going to go with, who are they playing this week? New Mexico State. I will note, if the game is within 10 points, if it is a single-digit game at the end, I will oh. do words of. I'll, I'll do however many shots you want me to do here next Thursday. And
0: I have said, if, Paul, if uh, they lose this game,
1: Paul Chris deserves to be fired. Wow. All right. Well, that is something to watch. Uh, I said that Tuesday. I'm I saying know. it again here. That is something to watch for those that already are on that train. I will join that train. I've said that. Join that train. It's really hard to disagree. I I don't see them having much trouble, but (laughs) we'll see. That's why I feel very comfortable joining that because I don't think it's going to happen. We will talk to you on Tuesday. Thanks for hanging around, everybody. See ya.